Hello, welcome everybody to another Team CBK podcast. Righty here, and it's my pleasure to host the podcast today again. And it's an even bigger pleasure to once again welcome uh, my Iceland's finest at ice underscore tips one on Twitter. If you're not following already, do so now. Arnie. Hey, mate. How are we doing, Arnie? We're good. Family Friday. Good week <laughs> in the past. Absolutely right. Yeah, the sun is shining where I am. I hope it is where you are too. And uh, mate, it's uh, it's been a big week, a busy week. It's been yep. a Cheltenham Festival week, obviously in the UK. Um, and we're our own horse racing specialist at Abtruce Allen on Twitter. Again, follow him if you're not already. Boydie, as he's known to us and much of the world, has uh, has been doing well on his on his Cheltenham tips and other horse racing tips as well, of course. Yeah. How's ice and, and uh, horse race? And do, do they go hand in hand? Is it something that you, you're into over there? No, I mean, it's not a... I guess it's a cultural thing, like with the UK and, and stuff. It's not, it's not... Like, it's non-existent in Iceland, so... Yeah, I, well, it's t- yeah, it's not many courses over there, I doubt. But it's, uh, yeah, tough. I, I assumed you'd say that. But, yeah. um, but you've obviously been getting on board this week and picking up a few winners, so that's not so yeah. bad, is it? Got on board his tips. <laughs> Indeed, right, good lad. He's he's had a, he was due on this week, but we forgot all about it. One being Cheltenham, and two, it was St Patrick's Day during the week, and he's still recovering from that. So <laughs> we have to we have to reshuffle the program. There was no point having him coming on and slurring. It's for him. Okay, so let's press on. For those of you who haven't heard this before. Um, this is only our third one, of course, so there will be a few of you new to this. Um, myself and Arnie, in this case, will be going through our bets of the weekend and a little preview of some of the games. And um, we're, of course, from uh, Team CBK. And again, you can follow us on Twitter at CBK Team. So make sure you give us a follow there. We've given out plenty of competitions recently. We gave a competition to become a new VIP, free VIP member only yeah, this yeah, week. So that is good, absolutely right. So uh, yeah, and we we will just do a review, um, sorry, a preview of the bets of the weekend for us, and some yeah. some previews on some games. So last yeah. week, yeah. sorry, I I'll keep talking over you. That's okay. I, I was probably just gonna say what you were gonna say about the FA Cup. Absolutely right. I'm coming on to that, but before we do that, because I want to crow a bit about my own glory. Um, yeah. I'm, I've got such an ego, as we all know. But um, a review of last week's bets of the weekend. You took us to Moscow for the Dynamo v Spartak game, uh, expecting a card fest. What happened, mate? Well, we, we did see a card fest, but unfortunately it went the wrong way, as I predicted. <laughs> oh, these things happen. It's yeah. the ref. Yeah. I always blame the ref. But uh, not quite to be yes, there was a few, wasn't there? It just didn't quite fall into place for us on that one, unfortunately, last yeah, week. The- yeah, there were six in total, but they were divided uh, in the wrong manner. Dinamo got yeah. got two cards and Sparta got four. Crazy. They did yeah. read the script. Unbelievable. No. Well, well, I guess they forgot to send it over in Russian. <laughs> that's right. They didn't like your accent. Um, no. Well, I, obviously, I kept it closer to home. I went to Norwich uh, to win at Sheffield Wednesday last Sunday. And the first half was looking that like I was going to be very, very wrong with that. Probably the poorest half of football from Norwich this season. Pulled out of the bag in the second half, though. Um, Tamu Puki got the equaliser, which was great for the bet because I had him to score at any time. 
Um, and then a lovely slide rule ball followed a, a t winning tackle from Buendia um, and Campwell with an exquisite finish. Top bins meant that um, Norwich held on to a 2-1 win. And obviously with Pookie scoring that equalising goal meant um, that our bet of the weekend, 2.1, actually ended up coming home, which was very nice indeed. Yeah. So, so mate, you did mention it. Um, a preview, a quick preview. The uh, It is uh, the oldest cup competition in the world this weekend, and it's the FA Cup quarter-final stages, with all four games taking place over the weekend, which makes a bit of a change. They're normally scattered all over the over the place. But we've got two on Saturday, uh, two on Sunday. BT Sport are covering the Saturday games, and for those of you without the older extra packages, it'll be great to let the non-footballing lovers. I'm sure there's not many, but the non-footballing lovers are well aware that. Sunday sees both games on the good old BBC in the UK. So uh, everyone, get, the whole family can sit down and watch some cracking yeah. FA Cup action. <laughs> so, but we'll start with that Saturday game, the first one, and that's at 12.15. Um, so live on BT Sport, Saturday 12.15. Um, and this is Bournemouth taking on Southampton. So a little bit of a South Coast derby. And I'll yeah, get pulled for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... From what I read, it's the derby that isn't the derby. And I understand you've got inside information here, Arnie, because you are currently managing Bournemouth, albeit on Football Manager. But as yeah. you all know, what a great resource. There's, you don't know <laughs> yeah. more than doing that. So so what are your thoughts on this one? Well, quick run through on the odds. Bournemouth are set at 3.85. Uh, the draw is at 3.55. And Saints, uh, Southampton are, are decent favourites at 2.14. Yeah, isn't it? About this match, I think like it's between like a struggling championship side, like that has been trying for promotion, and a struggling Premier Division side who has recorded one win since they won Liverpool on the fourth of January. Yeah, and they've been crazy. in absolutely dire form. Yeah. But for uh, and for Bournemouth, I mean, you would guess their sole focus would be to get promotion, and. Uh, any FA Cup glory would just be a bonus, but they wouldn't focus on it. Yeah, that's that's a, that is a, obviously a possibility. Uh, they definitely yeah. need to get back or want to get back in the in the big time. Of course, I mean, uh, several resources have mentioned how how lucrative, of course, being in the Premier League is, and for them to get back to the Premier League will be extra lucrative since they rely on this money from broadcasts. So absolutely much. right. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, indeed. So, what are you thinking? Have you have you sussed out a little bet for this one? I was looking at the. This would be a goals game. Okay. I think yeah, a couple of goals here. Uh, because Southampton have a really hard time keeping a clean sheet, even against like sides that wouldn't have. have won Bournemouth in the Premier League, like they kept a clean sheet against uh, Sheffield United, but otherwise than that, they've been leaking goals. And Bournemouth yeah. in decent form for goals. This far, they've scored 55 in the championship uh, and uh, attacking formation, uh, having Junior Stanislas, Dominic Solanke and Arnold Panduma and yeah. 31 of those. And they score in the vast majority of the games. They do. And um, I'm keen on taking this for uh, both teams to score and uh, even over 2.5 goals for both teams to score. That's priced at 2.2 the last time I checked. Okay, yeah. I like that. I must admit, I had a little look at both teams to score myself. Yeah, but yeah, there was a 1.8, I think, the highest I, highest I yeah. saw yesterday when I was looking at this. 
So you snuck a little bit on because let's face it, if it goes one-one, um, both both sides will be looking to go for it. Can't see either of them particularly want an extra time. Exactly. So Especially yeah, because they could uh, like if they keep their poor run of form going, they might end up maybe not 18th but 17th, and that's going to demoralise them coming into the next season. Yeah. Mate, I think um, you, you, you're right there. For me, it looks to me that it's a game of who wants it, who wants the game more, um, because you've got, as you said, Bournemouth are chasing down those playoff spots in the Championship, just in seventh place. It's two points off the playoffs. Yeah. A good win in midweek, 3-0 against Swansea, are obviously buying for automatic promotion, so that's a big win there. Um, Saints not played since the 2-1 defeat to Brighton last Sunday, um, but so they're, they're in a little bit of a free-fall, picking up the odd win and points and, and possibly the other sides in the division are, are, are going to be the factor why they, they might not get stuck into that relegation fight. International break, I think, comes at a decent time in yeah. that both should go for this. I, I'd have thought both should go strong, both should have a go for it because um, they've got got no, no upcoming games the next couple of weeks. Um, I covered recently how Saints have struggled uh, up, up top. So... Uh, an interesting one for me is that they brought uh, Teller in um, and he's the one to potentially look out for some shots. Um, I do like that. He didn't have any actually last weekend, but this might be, with no disrespect here, this kind of could be his level. Um, he's the sort of player that, that you'd, you'd imagine would thrive in the championship. So against the championship side, albeit one that was only relegated last season, he might be one to look out for shots. Um, but what I'm going for, I'm actually going for one of my favourite players. I'm going to go for a James Ward-Prowse assist in this one as my as my bet. Um, it's a tough one to call. I think you go either way. Um, so I won't disagree with what you said at all. I think you've got a great shout with that, what you've said there. Um, but I'm going for a James Ward-Prowse assist at 4.5. I think he could just be the difference. It could be a tight game, a, a set piece, something like that. A free kick in, one of his corners in. We know that Saints are quite um, dangerous from, from those those situations. And uh, yeah. so I'm prepared to take a little bit of longer odds on a on a James Wall Prass assist at uh, odds of 4.5. Yeah, they got a towering Danish man when they have set pieces. They do indeed. Yes, they do indeed. So uh, look out for those, I think. But um, interesting one there. We'll see how that one pans out. We'll move on to the next game on on the Saturday. So the like the tea time game uh, again Saturday. BT Sport at 5:30, and we've got Everton at home to Manchester City and some incredible odds here really to look at them. Everton are 10.0, the draw is 6.0 and Man City's uh, best odds of 1.35. So definitely not any value in the City win. Um, no. but have you seen anything else anywhere else? Uh, it's, it gets so hard to predict uh, Manchester City games because uh, the odds are never in our favour unless you want to go for a big long shot. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go for a handicap, like a... You're reading my mind, Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you think it's going to play? Do you think Man City is going to walk all over Everton? Or? I, I think for me, the tough thing is what side City going to put out? Uh, they could put any kind of side out. We've seen them rotate players around. They've got so much talent both at both ends of the field that... Uh, realistically, they could put out any any of those sides, and it'd be too strong for Everton. Um, True. But um, I've I've actually gone myself. I've gone for City minus one on the handicap at one point nine. 
That's good. Um, they won 3 1 at Goodison in February. Uh, they've yeah. actually won the last two games against Everton. Uh, so the last two games at Goodison, 3 um, 1. Um, so that's the best price, 11.5 with Betfix, if, they, if they're going to make a hat trick of that. Um, another thing that I've, I've looked at is Richarlison uh, to score. He's odds of 5.0 for a goal, and he scored in the last two head to heads. Um, but I think, given like I said, that that record of 3-1 victories, given the strength that City have got, they've won 24 of the last 25 games. We know that Man United obviously ended that run and beat them recently, but they've then just started up again since that blip, we'll call it. Um, and, and again, looking at them in week and completing out of control, and, and you just feel they're kind of playing in third or fourth gear at the minute and still beating sides by, by two goals or more. So um, I think... The minus one for Man City here for me is worth a shot at 1.9. I agree with you there. That's that. Box that off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, let's go on to the Sunday games then. Uh, I say City ones are tough to try and dig out some value uh, yeah. given you know, the, given the odds. But let's look at Sunday. Um, uh, 1.30 p.m. game here, uh, and again, very, very, very short odd favourite. We've got Chelsea. At home to Sheffield United, and this looks like, looking at the odds, it looked like they're, they're taking on a, a lower league side. But Chelsea are 1.27 to win this. The draw is at 6.6, .6 and you can get 15.0 if you fancy Sheffield United putting their Premier League woes behind them and, and progressing through to the semi finals of the Cup. Do you do yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's hard to say much realistically positive about Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, just how, how they're playing. They're, they've been terrible. Yeah, I think um, you, you kind of made a fraudulent slip there. And the only positive thing you can say about Sheffield United is they're not Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry, City <laughs> Sheffield, but that's probably the only positive thing they've got going for them at the moment. But yeah, yeah. go on. <laughs> uh, I know you I will have a solid pick for this game and uh, I've seen it and you've posted it to Team CPK already and uh, I, I really agree with you there and your reasoning in that sense. Uh, you're not going to go for results here as in uh, both teams to score or either to win or draw. <laughs> We're looking at our favourite, which is bookings. Yeah. And I'll just pass the ball to you on that one. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Well, yeah, <laughs> looking at the odds, it's, it's understandable. Undefeated under Tuchel, 13 games now he's been in charge and, and not lost one of them. Um, not only that, I think they've just been very impressive. Uh, the way they've played has just had a complete control about it. It's, it's like a different side, really, from the one we saw before his arrival. 2-0 again over Atletico in midweek. Another clean sheet. Only two goals conceded, of which one was an own goal under his in his reign. Um, whereas Sheffield United, uh, you know, they obviously parted ways with Chris Wilder uh, and then immediately got thumped 5-0 by Leicester. Um, interested in the Chelsea to win to nil at 1.8. Um, that's for Bet365. 1.83, I think, actually, that was. So, tempting there. Um, but... As you said, we looked at cards. Andy Madley is the ref, so not the best. He's got a season average of 2.42 um, yellow cards and one red from his 12 EPL games. He's got a career average of 3.25 cards per game. Um, but the one thing that really draws us to this bet, um, and as you say, Arnie, we posted it on the uh, Team CBK VIP, so you're getting uh, access to that um, earlier on um, today. Um, Sheffield United have, got, have had most booking points 
um, effectively most cards in 13 of their 14 away games in the league. Um, and since Tuchel took over, Chelsea have not once had more booking points than, than their opponents. Um, they have drawn a few, um, but the one that really draws us is the Sheffield United one. The reason I like it and we like it um, is that Madley's not the best and more proli- most prolific of card showing referees, but he doesn't have to be. If Sheffield United get one and Chelsea get none, then that bet wins. And odds are 1.85 with William Hill look like good odds to me. So, so yeah, we'll um, now, we'll go on to the last FA Cup game, possibly saving the best for last, some might say. Um, five o'clock Sunday afternoon stroke evening, and it is the all-Premier League clash. Leicester City at home to Manchester United. Uh, Leicester, uh, odds of 3.0 for the win. The draw is 3.5. And we've got Manchester, Manchester United, the favourites, uh, odds against 2.45. What are you thinking, Arnie? Well... I watched them playing Milan yesterday, and I can't say it was an impressive match, but they did their job, right? They got it done, didn't they? Yeah, they got it done. Like, got Pogba back on the field, he scored, and then... Yeah. They did look better with him on in the second half. Um, I, I did yeah. tweet last night saying that the commentary team made it sound like Man United were playing Mansfield, not Milan. Uh, they were very um, much like, oh, look at this. They're not intimidated <laughs> at all. Oh, they've put some passes together and had a shot and a chance. Wow. Yeah. They seemed a little bit stunned by the fact that the Serie A leaders would be uh, um, you know, able to come and, and take on Man United in their own back garden. But, um, but yeah, they did. Man United did look better and got the job done in the second half with Pogba on the field. Yeah, so uh, it's, a, it's a hard for me, this one. But uh, I'm thinking that... You know, Leicester is in a in a top four struggle at the moment with at least six teams in the Premier League, and yeah. I would imagine they would want to step up from the Europa League this season to the Champions League again, and they they're obviously ambitious enough to do that. Yeah. So, will they place more emphasis on this uh, winning the FA Cup rather than trying to finish a better spot in the league? I think they'll probably put less emphasis on this competition. Yeah, I think unfortunately it's a pretty much a trend that um, until right to the end of the competition, i.e. semi-finals, yeah. finals, then teams will probably prioritise elsewhere. We've already talked about Bournemouth prioritising getting promoted from the Championship rather than a, a Wembley appearance and a Wembley final and, and a possibility winning some silverware. And the likes of Leicester want them to get Champions League and a top four finish over that. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a common trend. So I I, I do agree with you there. So therefore, uh, taking the odds of Man United to win this in full in full time, straight win, yeah, would, would, would be a good one for me. Like, the yeah. odds on them to qualify is around one point seven, one point eight, in between that, depending on which book you use. So. Yeah, top man. Yeah, excellent stuff. Um, again, I, I think that. Man United got through last night, so Leicester have had some recovery time since they beat Sheffield United, as we mentioned, 5-0. Um, that wouldn't have taken too much out of them. They'd have been able to coast that towards the end, for sure. Uh, Man United's got fantastic away form. I don't think we can look past that. And also a brilliant record against Leicester. Undefeated in the last 13, uh, winning nine of those, and have won eight of the last 10 in all competitions against Leicester. Uh, 2-2 in December was the last meeting. 
Big misses for the Foxes, though. Barnes and Madison both missing. They'll be out, so the creativity will be a, a, a little bit lower and reliance on Vardy to score, though. Ian Acho got that hat-trick last weekend, so uh, possibly a, an opportunity for him. Rashford, Martial, Cavani are down to be United. Uh, so they might make, follow the lead of, of, of their cross-city rivals and, and play a false nine, but I don't know. They've got, of course, they've got uh, Greenwood that they could potentially play through the middle, which they might well do. Uh, something that drew my attention, and I think is a good price, and we do love back in the unders, don't we, Arnie? And yeah. <laughs> I've looked at under two and a half goals, and, and it's hit in the last yeah. seven successive Man United games. Um, there's been three nil-nil draws, two one-nil uh, results in there. Um, the two-nil against Man City we know about, and then uh, there was uh, there was a one-one in there also. But the last seven games have been under two and a half goals. And um, I was a little surprised to see in a game that you could see, uh, uh, like you say, Man United can see winning it potentially 1-0, something like that. I can't see a goal fest in this one. Oh. And, and odds of 2.0 for under 2.5, I thought are worth a chance for me. Yeah, that's uh, it's great odds for that, especially with, with the player absences, as you mentioned. Yeah, there seems, there's a lot, a lot of players missing with that ability to unlock a defence or score a goal. Um, Man United will be feeling a little bit leggy after that game on, on uh, last night. And uh, I just think that, yeah, there's that, that possibility that this will be a, be a low scorer. So uh, we will see. But even money, I'm happy to take that on that one. So uh, there's the previews done for the FA Cup. Let's, uh, let's get back to you, Arnie, and uh, hear what your bet of the weekend is and uh, see if you can get back to winning ways. Where are you, where are yeah. you taking us? Well, uh, it's going to be a quick one here. Uh, I'll, I'll run you through this, and then I'll have yeah. to I have to leave, unfortunately. But uh, I'm going to Italy, and it's, I'm taking on Roma v Napoli. Okay, sounds like a great game. And uh, Roma is, of course, the sole Italian team left in any European competition this season. And uh, as we just found out earlier today, they're drawn against Ajax in the Europa League. And uh, both sides are are sitting. R- really close on the table there. Fifth, uh, Napoli is fifth, Roma is sixth. They both have 50 points. And while, you know, Inter is seemingly the hot candidate to win the league, uh, there are five teams who can claim for these top four spots. Yeah. There are three others. And there's, it's not a far to go up to At- Atalanta, two points between them. And it's it's possible for either of those to get a championship, get a Champions League spot. Yeah. And I think they'll both both strive to do that. Both sides are in really good form goal-scoring-wise and uh, Napoli have scored 56 goals and conceded 29. Roma have scored 51, but they, co- they have conceded 40. And uh, while I don't normally go by averages alone, it's interesting to see that the average for them is scoring more than one and conceding at least one per yeah. game so far. And uh, Another important thing I'm looking at here is uh, Roma have a big home record for collecting cards. They have collected collected 60 cards in the league this season and 36 of them are generated at home. Wow. And 12 out of 14 games they carded more than once uh, and that has happened against AC Milan uh, most recently, against Inter, against Juventus. And Napoli also, they play a game where they have their opponents pick up more cards than themselves. Yeah. So they play a, play a quick attacking game that leads their opponents to stop them by fouling them. And uh, Napoli away matches this season have generated 60 cards in total and their opponents collect 37 of those. 
case, yeah. Yeah, uh, we have a we have a good referee for this one. He's called Marco Di Bello, and uh, he's not on total. He's not a big giver of cards. His average is around four, and uh, his record shows that most matches of him pick up around four. Yeah, four per game, and uh, he's been appointed on two Roma games, uh, Roma home games, and in them both, Roma got yellow cards twice in the game has taken charge of an away game for Napoli where their opponents got carded more than themselves and uh, he was also in charge of the reverse fixture between these teams oh, wow. where uh, Roma picked up two, two yellow cards and uh, so the bet I'm taking for this is Roma to get carded more than once and uh, both teams to score and that's uh, through the bet builder on bet365 and pays even money very nice indeed that's fantastic yeah. research I love that and that's the kind of kind of information and insight that you bring to the table and I love it so thank yeah. you very much for that and I love that bet as well fantastically and, and so beautifully well backed up too so and great uh, stuff before I have to leave you because I'm, I'm short for time now I have a long shot for this one a long shot we love a long shot Arnie so yeah, yeah. hit me with your so, long shot it's uh, the correct score of this game being 2-1 for Napoli okay nice and what odds are we getting on that 10 10 yeah. 10.0. Very good. Nice one indeed. Like Lovely. Yeah, I like it. I love a correct score, as you well know. Yeah. So, uh, that's yeah. a, and I do love a 2 1. So, you, you've ticked all my boxes, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Roma, Roma has a, uh, have absences in the defense midfield as well. So, I think they'll use Insigne, uh, Lozano, and Chilinski, Mertens to ca- capitalize on that. But Roma will definitely score, and I think Napoli will score more than once. There you go, you heard it here first. And... Yeah, have the firing power to do that. Nice, good. Yeah, I like it, mate. Thanks for that. It's a good, nice odds. Um, you'll look forward to hearing my odds because they're, they're uh, only 150 to 1 this week I've gone for. So uh, we'll see if that can come in. But I'll, I better talk yeah. about my bet at the weekend first. I'll have to listen to them on the podcast with the rest of their so, I know you're gonna you're gonna love it as you know hearing it first up as much as they are I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, thanks for that. So a slightly different uh, one this week where Arnie's had to dive off earlier. Let's see, he was a last minute replacement for for um, our, our uh, Irish friend who's uh, it was for the, the wrong week for him to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good, purely professional, of course. He's still hitting the winners, so that's fine. We'll let it we'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cheers, Arnie. Thanks for that. So I'll just finish this one off. Bye. And uh... I love a bit of EPL. So uh, that's where we're going to take this one. And we're going to go to the game on Sunday, which sees Brighton uh, welcome Newcastle. Now, this is what is known as a massive six-pointer, 100%, no getting away from it. Of course, as we know, not not six points available in this one, but we see the table that Brighton is sitting in 16th place on 29 points, just one place and one point ahead of Newcastle, who are 17th on 28 points. You did the maths as well as I did there, well done. And just beneath them in the final relegation place is Fulham on 26 points and of course they play tonight they host Leeds in what I would say is a very winnable game for them They're in good form at the moment Leeds not so much so um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Fulham take the win there um, and which would mean that uh, Newcastle would sit in the relegation places as they visit Brighton on Sunday 
So, and I wrote a piece on Brighton very recently, and um, we use a lot of the uh, expected goals, expected points, which tells you a good idea of how teams are playing. Are they overperforming? Are they getting up more points, scoring more goals than they probably should be? Or, or in, as is in Brighton's case, are they picking up less? And this stat is incredible, because based on expected points, Brighton would actually be sitting fifth in the table. 46.69 expected points, which was 17.69 points more than they've actually got, um, which is an incredible stat. But having seen the showreel of Brighton's missed opportunities and missed chances, you'll see why. They've, they've managed to snatch draws and defeats from the jaws of victory on, on more than one occasion. Newcastle sit about right. They're, they're fourth bottom on expected points. As we've said, fourth bottom currently as well on actual points. Uh, expected points are 29.17. They've actually got, as we've said, 28 points at the moment. So just a 1.17 difference there. Uh, so their performances are about right. And uh, we've all read about how <laughs> how distinctly average they've been. Um, Brighton won the reverse 3-0. Um, but as I've said, they've lost games that they should have won. Uh, one that does stick in my mind is Palace recently when they absolutely battered Palace for the entirety of the game. Palace had two shots on target, scored two goals, the last one being in the 95th minute or something like that, certainly the last minute of injury time and, and obviously ended up with nothing. So they will be wary of that and against those sides that are probably a little bit more defensive, which Newcastle, although they've looked to change up a bit recently, are likely to go with the low block here. Um, their problems lie at home, Brighton. Now, they've only won once in 14 home games, um, but they do come into this one with a bit of confidence. Uh, with the win against Southampton last week, and they'll look to take that and move forward against a Newcastle side that have lost seven of nine away games, or seven of the last nine away games, yeah. Um, so for me, I just feel that Brighton, if they create the chances that, that they have been, they continue to play that they have, they've got the players to hurt this Newcastle side and therefore I'm going to actually take Brighton to win add that because the odds are a little bit short I'm going to add that with less than four goals on Bet365's Bet Builder and we get odds of 2.15 for that so I'm putting that forward as my bet of the weekend and that is for Brighton to win and for there to be under four goals in the match as a total at 2.15 with F365. I'm going to briefly say what my long shot is. I did mention it earlier with Arnie there um, that it is 150 to 1. <laughs> so um, we don't need to be throwing too much on this one, but I do like it um, as, a, as a possibility. And I'm going to go back to one of the games that we did cover in the FA Cup, and it is that Leicester versus Manchester United game. Um, now I did say that under 2.5 caught my eye at odds of 2.0. And the fact that Man United have had seven, their last seven games, see under two and a half goals, of which three of those were nil-nil draws. I feel that Man United are kind of going to dictate how this game goes as such. What sort of side are they going to put out? What attackers they've got available? As we've said, Leicester also going to be lacking their creative, or two of their creative players in Barnes and Madison. Can see it being... A little bit of a war attrition. I can see that this one being one with not too many chances. Vardy's not in the best of form. And Maynard potentially could be without three of their strikers for this. 
So I've gone a little bit crazy. I've gone to take it to the max level and uh, I've gone to William Hill and I've put in for there to be under one goal, under 0.5 goals. It's effectively, it's going to be nil-nil. And also, just got this feeling with the FA Cup and with English games, they can potentially result in low cards. We've talked about this before. These two, not not well known for picking up loads and loads of cards. There were two in the last game. Fernandez, um, the game at Christmas, Fernandez and Madison both picked up yellow. So again, you can see there two of the creative players uh, probably getting frustrated more than anything else. That's what they normally pick the cards up for. So uh, I've added under 0.5 cards to that, as I said, with William Hill, um, which does give us odds of 150 to one. So a massive outsider, just one I think it's worth throwing a little bit of loose change and seeing what you come up with. So uh, have a look down the back of the sofa while you're sitting down to watch this game on BBC One and uh, what you find, throw on this at 150 to one. Okay, so that's it from us this week. Uh, a little bit of a disjointed one this week, but not to worry, we've got out what we needed to get out. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed listening to that. You've got our bet for the weekend there. Uh, as discussed with myself and Arnie. Um, don't forget to say, as I say, follow us on Twitter and you'll get to hear uh, the news from us first of all. We've obviously got the international break coming up next weekend, which we all look forward to, don't we? Um, well, it's going to give us a chance to have uh, a little bit of a, a chat session on here uh, next week. So I've got a couple of people lined up to come on and uh, take part in the podcast. If you'd like to know any, uh, any, well, ask us any questions, or if there's anything you'd particularly like to know, then get in touch with us, as I say, on Twitter, either all our individual Twitter accounts or on the Team CBK Twitter accounts. I'll run through those um, handles for you now so that you know where to get hold of us. But like us, yeah, any questions, fire away. Anything you'd like to know about us, just uh, um, give us a shout and we'll um, hopefully answer them for you. So you've got at CBK team. You've got at Abtruce Allen, you've got at Jack Bright underscore BSB, and you've got at Ice underscore Tips One as our all our Twitter accounts. So one, make sure you follow us. Two, any questions you've got for us, then and say drop us a message on there, and uh, we might well be able to answer them for you on next week's podcast, uh, which is International Break Week. And like I said, we might well have a special guest on next week to have a little chat through that. So anything you want us to cover on next week's podcast, let us know. But that is it from me. So best of luck with your bets for this weekend. Let's hope it's a profitable one. But for me, for now, it's righty. Signing out. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye.